0: The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. And bad ones, like realising you're so old, you can't blow out all your candles in one go. At PhoneWatch, we're celebrating 30 years of protecting Irish homes. And we've got a birthday surprise for you. For a very limited time, get a PhoneWatch alarm installed for only 30 euro. Yes, just 30 euro. Offer ends November 30th, so order right away at phonewatch.ie. Monitoring fees apply.
2: Well, you just... I just didn't.
1: <laughs> Sorry, everybody. We just meant to start by saying welcome to Mother Moon, but Josh I started by going...
2: R-r-r-r-r. I started doing the uh, <laughs> Ricky Race dancing bits oh, in the office. So I don't think we're going to edit he's...
1: that out, because that was Ace.
2: I, it, to... I, I, it, I, I, I love it. I was very distracted for a minute, and I just started <laughs> singing to myself. You know. I mean, well, at least I wasn't doing the arm thing. But you know.
1: Well, so he's telling you, ladies and Well, you know. yeah,
2: I mean, this is why you have to subscribe and pay extra to live stream the podcast or whatever, so that you can see... What? Ah. Yes, what I'm doing.
1: Anyway, welcome to the Blood of Mud.com podcast. <laughs> I am Lee Calvert, the editor of Blood of Mud, and the singing, dancing, all-encompassing <laughs> entertainer over there
2: is... Yes, a triple threat over <laughs> here. Uh, I'm Josh Gardner, Rugby Shit Watch, and I'm quite distracted in case you hadn't realised.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can get in touch oh. with the pod at Blood of Mud on Twitter. Uh, there's mud.com and there's Lee at mud.com on the email, and you can get in touch with you, Josh. How do they do that?
2: Uh, at Josh Gardner, at Rugby Shoot Watch, uh and all that jazz.
1: Or you can just throw some coins at him and he'll sing and dance and <laughs> to yeah, your very eyes.
2: Yeah. For a fiver, and I'll do anything you want. Yeah. Uh,
1: we are available on ACAST. We are available on iTunes. Thank you for everyone who listens. Please subscribe. As you may have read on Twitter, we are going to start moving towards launching at some point a Patreon, 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 Patron, Patron.
2: Patron. See, the thing that I've got a problem with is if it's Patron, as some people insist it is, why is there a fucking E in there? Why not just call it P-A-Y-T-R-O-N? I don't know. You're already making up a word. It's probably the EU's fault. That's-
1: and um, yeah, so Thanks, we will start Thanks that at process. some point. We don't know when we're going to be launching. We're trying to get some nice content together before we do. So keep it your did. eye open for that. Uh, before we get into the content for this week, like the, the regular stuff, which you're all used to, um, mm. Ant of uh, Ant or Deck fame, PJ and Duncan, et cetera, has been in trouble this week. He got caught drink driving oh and all he did, that. did, yes, he did. And we're not going to make a joke out of that.
2: No, not quite. Well,
1: sorry. we are, sort of. Yeah. And he said, and he's, he's, and the Daily Mirror ran a headline saying the six heartbreaking words he said to his mum before he was arrested. And he had to clickbait, obviously. Of
2: course, of course. Um, yeah.
1: Apparently, when I clicked through, just to confirm, it wasn't, look at my massive fucking forehead. <laughs> that wasn't the six heartbreaking words he no, said. Uh, um It was apparently something like, I'm really in trouble now. Mum or something. Um, which is not a total heartbreaking actually. But anyway, we started a riff on what rugby stuff this might be. And I thought I'd yes. give a selection of them. For example, six heartbreaking words he could have said, rugby related. Yeah. Johnny May is playing at fullback.
2: Yes. Um, and now and now music by Sean Hawley.
1: <laughs> yes. Your ref your yeah. referee tonight is John Lacey.
2: Oh god. <laughs>
1: Any reason I cannot award try? That's (laughs) brief. That's heartbreaking, rage inducing, everything. (laughs) Betrayed. How do you think I feel? Yeah. Yeah. Um, What else have we got? Tom Dare suggested your attack coach is Rob Howley. (sighs) Heartbreaking. Yes.
2: Yeah, that is heartbreaking.
1: Karen Wright suggested Farrell off Ford kicks for glory.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's certainly just a moment before heartbreak, I think. Yeah,
2: just literally. About seconds, five seconds before our heart yeah.
1: begins to break. Um, Frank Ridgeon suggested, and he's hearing this one directly at me, next Lions captain is James Haskell. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, Mike yeah. Bubbins, this isn't rugby related, but Mike Bubbins suggested, <laughs> friend of the pod and comedian Mike Bubbins, suggested that he, that McPartley may have said, quick, ma'am, will you swap seats? <laughs> <laughs> Which is awful and yet so good. I, yeah, I know we on. said
2: we weren't gonna make life a very serious <laughs> thing, but that is fucking funny. So
1: Yeah, so there you go. So thanks very much for everybody. There were more than that, but I, I'm keen to move on. Yes. So we didn't we didn't uh thanks for everyone who contributed to that because it did give me quite a giggle this week. Um although it's a very serious subject. Yes. And and stressing that again.
2: Yeah, definitely not to be joked about like we just did.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. Um <laughs> player spotted. Let's do a player spotted. Yes. Uh, Peter Maloney, hello Peter, got in touch via the slid into my Twitter direct messages. Oh, all aboard. And said, uh, This is a mundane player spotted from long ago, he said. I like this. He said, I went to South Africa in 1999 to see family. Whilst at a pet shop in Cape Town, I bumped into James Small, the South African (laughs) winger.
2: It was all. I, mean, I... I feel like this is something he needs, he needs to unpack even before we continue there. But carry on.
1: And it was all I could do. Jet, uh, Peter says it was all I could do to stop myself running round him and doing that twirling finger in the air thing that he did to John Bentley on the 1997 Lions tour. <laughs> he said, "But I didn't.
2: Oh, yeah, because that would have made it
1: too excited to submit, would not it? If you'd done that, you couldn't have submitted it. Peter. I mean,
2: yeah, it's too interesting. Anyway, however,
1: he concludes. Okay, he was buying a rabbit. James Small buys a rabbit in 1999
2: yeah. I love it talk about burying the lead there that is I mean that's not mundane at all I, <laughs> I feel like I need to know the story behind why what happened to this rabbit why was James Small buying the rabbit
1: and also Peter when you went on holiday to Cape Town what were you doing in a pet shop and what were yeah. you
2: buying yeah let's just unpack this whole thing <laughs> mad stuff anyway, anyway he
1: finishes it. with keep up the good work thank you but no you keep up the good work yeah. Peter because that's a cracker
2: yeah, you elaborate, please. Let us know. I'd like this to be
1: a long-running narrative every week.
2: Yeah, I mean, maybe they're sort of like a, a an unlikely sort of odd couple, like police slash detective duo. You know, James Small and his rabbit.
1: I did that once on the on the on the website when I did a a, a sort of satire spoof of a detective show that was Kerry Sweeney and Dan Parks when they were both at Cardiff. <laughs> And obviously that Kerry Sweeney was a kind of rebellious one. He didn't follow the rules obviously, of dance, Parks yes. was the whatever, whatever. You know, even Incredibly just saying it now, stuff. I realise how yes. not funny it was when I wrote it.
2: <laughs> I mean, some things just work better in print, don't so, they? Well, I, I hope
1: know. so. Because saying that, because <laughs> if it weren't like the way I just, when I heard it myself in my headphones, I felt like jacking it all in. So, <laughs> Right then, shall we do some yes. news? Like we yes. always do. There's only one piece of news this week, really, that any of us need to concern ourselves with. And that's a Will Chudley going to Bath. No, it's not. It's, yeah. um, <laughs> it's the great, great, great hero, particular favourite of this pod of you and I, Josh. Mr. Adam Jones has tilted his cap to the sun and is walking very slowly into the distance while the sun filters through his beautiful curls as they wisp in the wind.
2: I'm genuinely very, very, very sad about this. He
1: wrote that lovely message, didn't he? On his Twitter account. Yeah, he did. And, you did everybody. you see
2: him on Scrum 5 last night?
1: I did not. I tend oh, to avoid was... Scrum 5 because it enrages that... me.
2: Me too. But there's there was this little clip that they put on Twitter of him talking to... Uh... Oh, what's his face? His name has totally escaped my mind. Ross with the beard. Harris. Ross Harris, yes, God. Uh, he was chatting to Ross Harris and he kind of got quite choked up and emotional when talking about the fact that he would like to have got 100 caps for Wales for his mum who's now dead. Oh uh, god. It was I mean, it was genuinely Oh
1: god, that's awful and yeah. just awful. Yes.
2: <laughs> and I just genuinely found it really quite upsetting. I'm glad I didn't watch uh, it now because I'm I'm, you know,
1: I'm a very lachrymose person.
2: Yeah, I mean, he got a hundred test caps, including Lions. But I think he would have liked to, you know, getting stuck on ninety-nine for Wales is a bit you of a bastard. Gatland. <laughs> no, if I honestly now that Gatland doesn't give a fuck, why on earth doesn't he take him <laughs> to Argentina in the summer and just fucking stick him on for ten minutes? Like we're playing the USA, right? That should be a fucking prison shaming. Yeah no matter who we send he could so, literally
1: probably eat a pie while scrummaging and still be alright yeah,
2: against the US put him pack. off for 10 minutes at the end get his ton up and send him off as one of the greatest Welsh players certainly one of the greatest Welsh props who has ever played the well, game to be
1: clear he will be that anyway but it'll be nice to have the number yeah. on
2: not it but yeah send him off in an appropriate you know it was a, his test career ended in a very unpleasant and sort of unbefitting way of a player of his quality. Let's be honest, 2000, between 2009 and sort of 2013-14, probably the best tight end in the world.
1: Under the old scrum laws, there was nobody better.
2: Yeah. Nobody no. better. And actually,
1: under the new scrum laws, he was pretty fucking good as well, because a lot of people said yeah. it'd, be, it'd be over with the new scrum laws, and actually, he still yeah. managed to sort that out as well.
2: He took a while to adjust, but once he did, he was fine. He wasn't as destructive as he used to be, but then the tight end became a lot less of a destructive position. Mm. in under the. But I did enjoy... Um, in a rare moment of me enjoying Joe Marler, I enjoyed that, that was, Joe yeah. Marler, yeah, yeah. yeah, tweeting out congratulations on his retirement and a video of... Of every of scrum, scrum from ...destroying that. <laughs> him in that 33 game, which, fair play. Loads of people is.
1: said that he was illegal in every single one of those scrums. It's like, well, even if he was, so what? The ref wasn't pinging yeah. it.
2: Yeah, so, you he know, was what getting... He... He was playing he was like a done. good fucking prop, <laughs> yeah. getting the job done and winning loads of penalties. Yeah, that was it a highlight,
1: was... wasn't it? Another highlight was, of course, the Harlequin's game late on where he wasn't even meant to be playing and then they had to yes. call him up because somebody got injured. Then he went on the bench and somebody got injured after seven minutes at loose yes. head and he went on and yes. had an absolute beast of a game in 2016, yes. was that?
2: Yes, and also when I watched him play uh, for Quins against Bristol last season uh, and he somehow lasted 80 minutes... He started and lasted. And he was literally blowing after five minutes. And yet somehow through strength of will or just
1: technique <laughs> and knowing what you're doing. And, yeah.
2: and just, I'm just running really slowly between rocks. Um, he somehow lasted the 80 minutes and it was glorious. Um, yeah, I love Adam for everything that he's I love the fact I
1: mean, he he just used to get 15 minutes at the start of his international... Well, Gatlin's start of his international career just said, yeah, you're on for... Two, was it 20 minutes and off half an hour? Yeah, Steve
2: it? Hansen used to put, Steve him Hansen on for, it, yeah, put him on for 20 minutes and then take off. him off because he was knackered. But he was great for that 20 minutes. But it was like, you're obviously um,
1: international calibre, I want you there, but... So yeah, it's, but there's can, something interesting about that, isn't there? That actually, well, you normally bring people on 20 minutes from the end, so why not do it 20 minutes from the beginning? Surely it makes no difference, really. So.
2: Yeah, if you've got someone on the bench, you can go the other you know, 60 minutes, whatever, yeah, then... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's a funny one, isn't it? And an interesting interesting wrinkle. But, yeah, he's, you know, I just like... More than... As much as he was an incredibly good player one of the few Welsh players to have three grand slams under his belt, like, he just always came across as a very nice, funny man.
1: And didn't take himself too seriously. Never. You know, you think he realised this was all just a game at the end of the day.
2: Yeah, I, I enjoyed... At, he scored on. that try against England... It was in a loss, don't get me wrong, at Twickenham, and I seem to remember somebody asking him about it after the game, and he just sort of totally dead. You know, he basically crashed over from about an inch out, if memory serves, but someone asked him about it after the game, and he was just like, well, you know, I got the ball at the halfway line, and I stepped a winger. (laughs) And it it was that level of sort of self-deprecating, kind of very dry, very... Just knowing, he was just a, a really lovely man and a really great player and a really great advert for the game.
1: Yes, big lad as well.
2: Loves flip flops as well. Really. Loves Absolutely a loves doesn't feel the cold on his legs. No, it's yeah. He's sort he's sort of a throwback, but not in that his career obviously started in an era when conditioning and nutrition and all of these things were not kind of what hmm. they are now. But he, you know, he sorted himself out to the point where he, you know, would regularly play sixty, seventy minutes in a test match and would be you know, and got himself to the level of a proper, you know, conditioned rugby player in the two thousand and And yeah, I think that's 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 also something to be admired.
1: So let's just before we move off, just to, let's just do the numbers. You've mentioned some of them, but forty appearances for Neath 195 mm-hmm. appearances for the Ospreys between 2003 and 2014. 11 years. God, I did not imagine it was yeah. that long. Um, 24 appearances for Cardiff Blues in 2014-15 in and 30 appearances for Harlequins from 2015 until the now. A lot of people thought he'd retired already, but actually he's finally done it now. And then Wales, 95 caps for Wales, scoring two tries and then five for the British and Irish Lions and two for the Barbarians as well.
2: I oh, was he only on ninety five. I thought he was on ninety nine. No, okay no, then. Not. Then my idea of putting, unless he plays him in all three in all three tests and the, you know, why not? And the USA he game. He deserves it. What and you and fuck lose? it, let him, let him have a crack after he's retired as well. Why not? <laughs> um. Yeah. Right. It, it's it. Good luck to him.
1: Well done, Alan. We've we the game has been much richer, and we've all enjoyed it a bit more from having you in it. So thank you very Definitely. much indeed. Uh, now then, what else have we got coming up tonight in the news? I've got to go back to me. lots of news this
2: week, isn't it? Uh, I already Alex mentioned co-
1: Will Chudley's gone to Bath. Yes. Which I think is a pretty good move, actually. For it Bath. is a good I'm move, I'm surprised actually. extra have let him go, unless they've got somebody special coming along. Um, because we'll got what Bath got at the minute? 77-year-old photo Lee. <coughs> and yes. I'm two minutes away from losing all of my shit, Chris Cook. <laughs> so actually having Chudley in there yeah. is, a, is a good
2: I one. Am I- yeah, I imagine they're going to move forward with, uh, with sort of Chudley being the calming influence. You would think he'd at, be the
1: number one, I think. For and
2: C- C- and Cook just coming on to be an absolute <laughs> bastard, and occasionally brilliant.
1: And speaking of Exeter, you nearly started mentioning then.
2: Indeed, Alex Cuthbert. If rumours are to be, it's not been confirmed yet, but Alex Cuthbert is joining the Chiefs after he leaves the Blues at the end of the season, which is a fucking good signing. Um yes, good for him. He's been
1: quietly alright this year actually His his defence seems to be a bit better and he's done alright, he's been perfectly serviceable
2: Get him out of the Goldfish Bowl of Wales let Rob Baxter kind of do his thing and kind of build him back up as a player and get him kind of in a place where he's enjoying the game again and I, I imagine he will score a boatload of tries to be totally honest but when you think about it like That extra back line now is absolutely stacked (laughs) because they've got in the back three now. They've got uh Dolman Jack Noel, yeah. They've got Dolman, they've got James Short, yeah. They've got Ollie Woodburn, they've got uh Lockie Turner, Turner, yeah. Have they got They've got Slade, they've got have they still got Santiago Cudero? Yeah, we're
1: looking he... to extend his deal. He's only here at the end of the season, but looking to extend it. Yeah.
2: Hopefully, like when you sort of put all that together, like bloody hell, that's good, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it's like that's. Uh, and also, like... I know somebody.
1: I was chatting to somebody
2: who was playing
1: who played up to under twenties with Ollie Woodburn, and said mm. he looked like the most village player you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> I think you so said So obviously, before, Rob Baxter yeah. has this magic with big yeah, <laughs> wing wingers, whisper. you
2: know. So. Remember how Jack Noel looked for a couple of years? He looked like he looked like he'd never score ever. Yeah, he looked like he couldn't wing his way out of a paper bag. But now he's excellent and a lion. And yeah, you think a back line of Jack Noel, Alex Cuthbert, and you know one of Lockie Turner or
1: yeah, Sam Hill, the the the, the centre, the, the inside centre is very good as well.
2: It's almost it wouldn't be fair to allow. Noel and Cuthbert you know it's kind of like when Wales used to play North and Cuthbert together and it was kind of a bit unfair because they're just bigger than everyone else and it's a bit mean so
1: again good luck to you Alex indeed you can go out and just basically I'm assuming it's a decent deal you've got so yeah what else have we got the um, Rugby Union RFU have published their what to do about player injuries report today and there is within it an eight point plan Oh, good. To deal with it, because everyone needs yes. a plan. And in that plan, the the eight points of the plan are, one, laws, work collaboratively with World Rugby on laws. That's a good. completely nebulous load of shit. I'm glad they're no doing idea. that.
2: Yeah. Thank God for that.
1: Law application, a review of all dangerous and late tackle cards, penalties and all that. Player yeah. load, some medical groups advise on optimal match training and life loads for players. Somebody needs to tell Eddie,
2: will he be invited to that meeting? life loads that's the bit of that, <laughs> that i was like what like, life load. are you gonna tell What's them what that? to do with their spare time yeah they, what time uh, are you going sorry, to bed are you watching You're not, your babe yeah. station it's again not, until two o'clock exactly. are you morning? watching are you, what time are you going to bed what are you are you going bowling you know it's like it's a <laughs> yeah. bit nanny state isn't it but oh, are you playing oh, yeah.
1: five a side again <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, uh, training yes, injury risk workshops for the Premiership and England coaches, players, and conditioners this summer, with a view to developing greater understanding of training injury risk. <laughs> Imagine the first <laughs> the first PowerPoint slide. Yeah. Number training one, no a... fucking judo. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> yes. Number two, yeah, training can be a risk.
1: <laughs> number three, you don't have to run them till they throw up every day. <laughs> uh, right then. Yes. Number, what we got? I want to number five concussion concussion risk in the tackle i mean we've, we've hardly talked about this so it's a good job no. to talk about this again to identify technical changes that may be possible oh, i God. don't understand that
2: and they're talking about dropping the, the, the level of tackle again. again yeah okay so now it's going to be kind of like anything above the belly button is dangerous i guess okay um
1: Okay, I'm not getting into that now.
2: No. Well, I just think it was very interesting on that point that in the wider thing, there was the uh, finding from the thing. When considering all players in a tackle, and this is from that report, there was no difference in the incidence of all injuries and concussion when comparing matches played prior to the introduction of World Rugby's new directive regarding sanctions for high tackles with those played after that date. So, basically... All of that faff that happened last year where they suddenly started being really viciously policing about high tackles and head contact and all that stuff that we all said was fine, it was a good idea, and it was worth trying it if it was going to make the game safer, hasn't actually... Which is probably why end. they're looking
1: to lower the tackle again because obviously concussions yeah. are not happening too often, so they've got to think of yeah. something else.
2: and they? I'm I'm right there with them, but it's like, Jesus, what what, what point are left? we going <laughs> to... What is left? Yeah, it's it's a it's a game... Long term viability, will it have any scenario? Yeah. But anyway, I don't want to jump shark five.
1: on it, but yeah, it's kind no, of yeah. it's so worrying. What isn't else it? we got? Resources to establish whether sufficient personnel capacity is in place to mitigate injury risks. Probably not. Okay. <laughs> uh, game analysis and injury risk. Additional analysis resources from next season to assess changes in game activity. That's what we need more stats. Yeah. Artificial grass pisk. <laughs> Pisk, No. Artificial <laughs> grass pitch risk in elite game. Yes. Further research on different injury types and those on artificial pitches compared with natural turf.
2: It seems like there's a bit that this is something that is, you know, obviously they're saying they want additional research. So there's no, like, there's nothing concrete yet. But it does seem like they're taking it very seriously, this... Something that everybody, you know, that Saracens and the Blues and everyone else who's had an artificial pitch installed over the last year or two has kind of poo pooed and gone, don't be silly. But it does seem like they're taking very seriously. There's obviously some data there that says, oh, fuck, maybe artificial pitches are mm. really not good for you yeah, maybe pictures um, would
1: bounce off are not a good idea yeah further findings but, from, the, from the from the survey in 2016-17 the number of concussions requiring more than three months absence has increased so even though there's more
2: it's, but that could be that,
1: because they're identifying it treating it better not letting that's back the in thing again. it's
2: like back in the, like for all the talk about oh concussions are going up well i kind of hope they would for the first couple of years to be honest because it's recognizing these things now and yes. actually treating them properly which is Probably a good thing. Forty-seven
1: percent anyway. of all match injuries result from tackling. Again, I suppose the question is: Well, what kind of tackles? When and where? But yeah. they'll have that data, so and we don't. Concussion yeah. was the most commonly occurring training injury. That's interesting.
2: That's interesting. Does that show it's it's how far away are we from like contact in training not being a thing that's allowed? <laughs>
1: Yes, and definitely you know, the the traditional Leicester head-butting warm up is definitely definitely needs to come to an end.
2: Probably knock that on the head, yeah, yeah. L- literally, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, or no,
1: not literally.
2: <laughs> yeah, not so yeah.
1: That so that's the new. So we'll see what happens to that. So again, there's well, wait for the changes because they're coming. Because mm. what all this seems to be suggesting is we're going to look at more stuff. If you notice, there's nothing that's actually really happening there. What's <laughs> no. happening is they're making more people available to look at stuff. Yes. So it'll probably be another 12 months. They'll kick it down. It's gone into committee. So it's been kicked down the road a bit, but it's coming. Some it will be coming, I
2: imagine. And this is this is only the RFU. You know, they don't have the power to do anything, despite the fact that it seems, you know, it might just seem like the RFU can, you know... Right, say well, again, it's easy to be but, sniffy
1: about it, but I suppose no,
2: i have to look I'm at I'm not things, You know, it's good that it's very good that they're doing this level of research into it because somebody needs to keep... You know somebody needs to be monitoring this stuff because it's really fucking serious and it's, it's, it's the only way we're going to find out how to make the game safer if we can
1: Shall we move on to have you got any more news?
2: No right. I'm all newsed out. Let's move
1: on to what we've learned from this non-international weekend return.
2: Yes Can um, I just
1: here's what I learned. Yeah. This is what happens when you play Tom Vandal Scarlet's <laughs> I know none of it was his fault but this is what happens
2: yeah. I mean you can expect a swing door. You know, one <laughs> Just, way or the other.
1: You know, I know he's you know, people wax about his attacking and record scoring and all that, yep. but you yep. know never liked it much.
2: Ask ask yourself why Bristol, who are in the championship, felt that they could do without the services of Ask yourself a man. why the
1: Scarlets wanted him. Are they that desperate? Uh yeah, they're
2: absolutely buggered with wing injuries at the moment, but uh yeah, they lost Johnny McNichol for the rest of the year, and they like apparent. It is because he's an incredibly good player, but uh, <laughs> I'm not sure that uh, Van is a like-for-like like replacement off, it? there. <laughs> it's quite a long drop-off. Um, given that he spent most of the season sat in the stands for Bristol, looking handsome, um,
1: decent career and all that.
2: Ma- yeah, ma- you, know, can't, but, you know, can't argue with his record or his stats, but uh, yeah, he's 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 not a young man now, so. Hmm. Um, What did I learn? I learned, right, that showing fucking replays of everything that goes on on the stadium screen (laughs) boils my fucking piss. If the the crowd don't like something, let them whinge about it in real time. That's fine. I've got no problem with that. They'll forget about it a minute later. But booing the ref for missing something that they, they had... No idea had actually happened until they saw it replayed on the fucking big screen like 30 seconds What are we talking about later. this time? Uh, it was myriad incidents in Leicester Wasps where, you know, yeah. something something was missed and then the BT cameras on the screen, you know, replayed some sort of slow motion absurd. Yeah. And then it's, boo, boo. <laughs> <"Blo-."> <laughs> you had no fucking idea that had happened. Dally
1: Cipriani just, just punched my mother, look.
2: <laughs> I didn't see that yeah. first time. Done that shit is like, oh, he's missed a marginal knock-on. Boo! Like, what the <laughs> fuck? You didn't see it either. <laughs> yeah, um, it's we. I,
1: I, I can't go round this again because it will come no, up throughout no. the rest of this episode. I'm guessing, but it. Never mind reviewing. Having what? What was it they said? Never mind having analysts to look at whatever it is they're looking at, training injury mm-hmm. risk. Let's have a look at whether the TMO is a viable thing or that, yeah. the reviews that need to be done of that.
2: Yes, I think we'll come to that in shit good. But um, speaking will. of the things with that Leicester game, actually, another thing I I learned is I don't know how many two, like, he keeps going and keeps doing it. He because, must be so fed so, up, mustn't he? So, like, I don't know how serious this peck injury that he suffered against Wasps is, but, like... like Mike O'Connor seem to be like oh it's not that serious but this, that's generally what people say when Manny gets an injury and then like a week later we find out this season's over or something and it's like credit to him mm. to keep rehabbing and keep working to come back over and over again because he must be so fucking fed up of it he like, must be I, and
1: I do worry actually because it just keeps happening doesn't it I mean and it's nobody's fault but there are just some players that are like this they just can't man. get a run I worry Billy Vanipole is going to be like it
2: Yes, yeah. I mean, you I know, don't wish extent, it on
1: anybody. I'm please don't think no, I'm saying that.
2: People. No, I'm and just... to extent you know, Sam Warburton's been a lot like that as yeah. well. you know, manages he's to, somebody...
1: to push through, but yeah, struggles.
2: Yeah, he, you know, when he gets a run of games and he's fit, he's incredible. But he so rarely gets a run of games because there's always something, and it's never like Manu. It's never related. Yes. It's never a related thing. It's just you know something goes and something else totally unrelated goes, and it's just shit luck. Um, but yeah
1: that's what else did I learned I learned this week rugby union is generally very good at these event club games yeah aren't they I mean getting 30,000 people to. to turn up at St James's Park it's
2: 55
1: is not it was it no I no, they wanted
2: want, yeah, yeah
1: no it was 30,000 which is yeah. I mean uh, I mean Newcastle have you been to Newcastle it's its Newcastle yeah. United and everything else yeah. can fuck off basically yeah. so that was so it's um, my family are from my, one half of my family are from there so and it's it's a black and white town, but it was a Newcastle team, I know that. But even so, getting 30,000 people interested enough to go to a rugby union game in the middle of Newcastle is is, massively. is
2: great. They're, they're building something very significant up there in, in the north, I feel. It's kind of, you know, rugby union is not well-loved up there. You know, it's got pockets of it has
1: pockets, popularity, yeah.
2: it has pockets. but like, you know, for the folk, you know, it just shows that you you know you just need to start winning and playing good rugby and then people will start coming, That's just the case anywhere. But you know It's interesting to
1: see what the effect will be. You know, actually yeah. it's great. everyone can go for a day, the pricing's good and it's in yeah, town, of it's whether they want to go yeah. out to out to watch yeah. the game properly, but still amazing. I, I love the kit as well. I want them to keep oh, the kit, but people
2: I've got a lot
1: of I got a lot of shade thrown my way really? to use a young person's parlance right. as well, because it's that thing it looks like it's that thing that rugby union people don't like. It looks a bit either like a football kit or,
2: kit a, rugby or a rugby league, rugby league kit. kit. Yeah. And but that puts people off. Yeah, it's like... There's, there's, it's, there's far, no it's far
1: more identifiable and unique and iconic than this sort of mishmash of muddy grey that Newcastle the, tend to play in these
2: Falcons, days. Falcons kits are almost exclusively just totally meh. Hmm. Like, there's no... Like, a plain black shirt with a bit, a few grey bits on it is like the most uninspiring thing on the planet especially when loads of other teams do it as well, you know, and I just thought that the Newcastle themed shirt that they were wearing, it's not very original because uh, I think Witness Vikings did exactly the same thing when they played in uh, St. James's Park for Magic yeah. Weekend last year, however it looks bloody great and, yeah. and its I think more people would different. buy it <laughs> Yeah, and it's a bit different because rugby rugby just does rugby just does hoops. So why not be like a rare rugby union team to you wear stripes? There's nothing that says that you can't, it except it's tradition. Good. It's a great yeah. look. Black yeah. like and white stripes a, is a great look. It's a classic look. But, uh, yeah, weird. Loving Nicky Gonova's Anna Oh, I love that. That was fantastic. I love the, the sh- bizarre nature of awful defending and opportunism <laughs> and a great pick-up that enabled it to happen. And then I just loved him being a massive lad about it. Yes, but yeah, it was great.
1: Yeah, so and again, the London Stadium as well. I mean, Sarah said that it wasn't very loud, but even so, fifty-five thousand tickets shifted. Fair play.
2: Yeah, it's 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 rugby needs to start turning these one-off big attendances into like I'm not saying they're going to get fifty-five thousand every game because that's not realistic, but it would be nice if they, you know, those people who came once a year. Started coming, you know, three or four times a year, and actually went to Allianz Park or went to. to well, I know, suppose if people aren't going to do
1: that, you've got no choice but to do this, and recognise if that's your market, that's what you're going to work with to a certain extent. Get a big payday yeah. a couple of times a year, and yeah. work with the rest of it, you know. But anyway, that's it was true. it was it was nice to see, and I particularly like the Newcastle one. It gives you a great deal of hope, actually.
2: Yeah, definitely. You learned um, anything else? Um, I learned that Alan Clark has got the Ospreys believing in themselves again, and. The least it's thing of just... the animals, yes, yeah. It's just funny. He hasn't it was thought funny we've question.
1: got to get out of this place, he's actually no, staying. Not yet,
2: give him time. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, okay, it was against the second string Leinster team, although you know that still had eight current internationals in it, which <laughs> says a lot more about the ridiculous depth that Leinster have got. Oh, it's unbelievable. Um, um and the Os- but the Ospreys haven't had many bonus point wins at all this season. So getting one against, you know, probably the best team in Europe, albeit without a lot of their good players, is is nothing to be sniffed at. And, you know, they- after the game, they had tips on-, on S4C conveniently talking in English so I could understand him. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, he was saying that, you know, he's just... Compa- they he's just made everybody like relax a little bit and just enjoy it and sort of try things and, and not be so worried it was very obvious that they were all worried and afraid in the tail end of the Tandy era because everything was got, getting a bit kind of bleak and a bit serious and it just looks like they're having a good time like it's funny because Clark came to the Ospreys with the reputation as being an absolute fucking bastard and by all accounts, the squad fucking hated him at first because he's a horrible shit. <laughs> but it seems like <laughs> you know that's just. And it starts kind of working, the... you forget all when that stuff. Start... Don't yeah, it? exactly. And you know, if you're a bastard at the start, but then once they start listening to you, then you loosen up a little bit. Then all of a sudden, then you, you know, everybody likes you. And I don't know whether he'll stay on long term or whether they've got somebody lined up. But uh, yeah, certainly at the moment, it's working for him. I've had a mare, by
1: the way. It was Alan Price who was the uh, keyboard player in the Monkey in the, in the Animals. Alan Clark was in the Hollies.
2: <sighs>
1: Sorry about that. So I, I, had to, I should have made some joke about here and heavy. He's my brother, or the air that I breathe, or some one of them ones.
2: It wouldn't have been a. still
1: with it? me? Is everyone still with me when I thought <laughs> 60s pop? Yeah, but no, fair blues to the Ospreys. It was a good win because that was still a decent lens to the side. I'm sorry. Yes. It still was a decent lens to the side.
2: Yeah, it was. And, you know, I know. Osprey's pretty much played all of their internationals, but even when they have done that at times this season, they looked fucking deplorable. So Here's what I learned, was...
1: this. I learned this weekend, is that Ulster fans must feel like they're in a very, very, very long, dark tunnel.
2: They must feel like they're in a very long car crash, <laughs> a very long, slow-motion <laughs> car crash.
1: Yeah, on a train that's, what... that's derailing in a long, yeah. dark tunnel, and somebody on the train carriage is playing Coldplay through their phone speakers <laughs> as it comes off the rails. <laughs> And the lights are flashing on and off occasionally yeah. and, they're and, basically all, and all that a train all those crash. lights are highlighting is there somebody stealing your belongings in the middle of it all or something. It's just
2: yeah, it's a train crash in one of those fast and furious films where it's just really slow and really long, and you can see every little bit of fucking metal and... like
1: a Michael Bay film you're exactly still, like you're while all this horrendous stuff goes slowly over your head, sort of thing
2: yeah. You can see every little bit of shrapnel just slowly coming off it piece by piece. Is that what it feels like Ulster fans?
1: It. That's what I reckon it must feel yeah. like because it's bloody let us know. awful.
2: But so was, bad. I did not see that coming. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, the Blues may... well. You know, I I, I didn't think that the Ulster would turn up and smash the Blues because they've not been bad at home this season. I did not see that coming. I did not see them absolutely battering Ulster with their you know, two of their three Irish internationals as well. Yeah. You know. As somebody said
1: on Twitter nobody, no team of the Inheritance in should lose in that way. It
2: no, no it should not. It, it's it's remark like given that it sort of seemed like at the start of the season that things were going quite well for Ulster at you know. Basically since Christian Liliafano left.
1: Mm, maybe that's the it. Wheels it. was have the glue that held it he, he all kept, together.
2: Well it was when the You know that happened. Then they didn't sign Stephen Donald, prehistory Stephen Donald, and uh... (laughs) (laughs) and and it's.
1: Imagine if you said to us, the fans, seven months ago, you deal that your entire season will hinge on whether or not you get Stephen Donald. By the way, yeah, you go. What are you joking? Yeah, I'm afraid that's.
2: (laughs) Well, this we you know something that we're not gonna we aren't gonna and haven't discussed on this podcast and shouldn't is the whole everything oh, yes. that's going on with paddy jackson and Stuart yeah. uh we I think that's the
1: first time we've actually mentioned it but yeah yes. I don't particularly want uh,
2: but you know that that is his first choice uh ten twelve actually yeah oh, and
1: some of them anyway, yeah,
2: yeah, and you know that that the, they were expected to be the, the guys for for us this year and obviously they're not for reasons Um, but it's it's just been a fucking mess it's a pretty horrific season isn't it it's I mean Johnny Gibbs came yeah I thought Johnny Gibbs was going to come in there and make them a fucking serious team because he's a horrible hard bastard who spent the last few years turning Claremont's forwards into even horrible or harder (laughs) bastards than they were when they turned up, so. He
1: was stewarding Collalisvale. That's, yeah. that's what John yeah. is responsible for. Yeah. <laughs> Completely insane Collalisvale.
2: Yeah. So it's it's. I don't know where they go from here. You know, it's like they've obviously they've got.
1: I think they've just got to get through it and just start again. Yeah. It's like where the, are they in the table now?
2: Um, they are. They're falling behind uh, the Edinburgh fourth. in the race. Yeah, Champions Cup. thirteen
1: points off Edinburgh.
2: Oh. Yeah, it's you, the... they, have,
1: they have got Benison Dragons and the Southern Kings underneath them, but gonna
2: and to... they've got and they've got a game in hand. But um True. but you know they are still. It's the manner said, of
1: their losses, isn't it? More than anything.
2: Yeah, and they're still fourteen. You know, there's fucking what three games left of the season, or four games oh. left of the season for them, and they've got. And they're fourteen points behind. That's you know they're going to have to do very well in the last couple of weeks to squeeze into the Champions Cup now. And yeah, that is
1: so bad... sorry at all that ulster, but yeah, I imagine it can't be very
2: pleasant. No, and what a, a sort of damp squib for Charles Piutau's ulster career. Given that, remember how good he was at time Oh ulster? God, I don't know.
1: Well, everything that's is... been good about them this year has, has been him yeah. in patches. And of course, Jacob Stockdale's there. Yeah. <laughs> Who's gone from being like you know a world trailblazing twenty-one-year-old vunderkind to getting beaten by Cardiff comprehensively?
2: Yeah, yeah. and you look at that squad they've got. They have got a fucking really good squad, a squad that has no business being that bad. Even with the losses of players that they've got, and they're you know they're undoubtedly missing. Was it this season
1: you called them the best backline in Europe? Was that That was last?
2: That was last season. Um, You did, but you know they have still got. Uh, Potentially you know, you still at, stands by the way. You look at that back line and they've got, you know, Darren Cave, Luke Marshall, Stuart McCloskey, Jared Payne, Craig Gilroy, Jacob Stockdale, Andrew Trimble, Louis Ludick, Charles Piertou.
1: Yeah, there's that no is, excuses. They're <laughs> fucking no excuse.
2: stacked. I mean they've they've got a fly off problem with it, but like they are stacked. And they're stacked in the, in the pack as well. They've got like you know, one 2 they've got one, two, three, four, five international flankers. In their squad, you know it's yes. <laughs> there's there's no excuse for them being as bad as they are, but here we are.
1: <laughs> here we are. What else did you learn?
2: <clears throat> uh, well, I learned that um, I, I haven't watched much Super Rugby this season, but uh, I tell you what, the Melbourne Rebels, having narrowly avoided being wound up last year, might be legit. Because they currently, and mean, you're only three games in, but they currently sit atop the overall Super Rugby standings.
1: Well, do you remember about six games in last year when the New Zealand teams were atop of <clears up> everything? <throat> the Australia- yes, every New Zealand team was above everybody else. So it's, yeah. it's not a bad start. No, if you were to Jeff- do another in conferences, but if you were to do it as a one table, yeah, I
2: mean- and uh, and you know, fair play to Jeff Parling, who's who's you know gone over there as their overseas player and has basically been fucking excellent. Jeff and, Parling, uh, yeah. And a nice, I, sort of, I enjoy that kind of move, you know?
1: Yeah, why not? Go and get some sun on your back. Earn a bit of money before you finish. Enjoy it a bit more.
2: Well, it's like when Lou Reed, as in the Cardiff Blues lock... He took, a, um, he took
1: a walk on the wild side. Eh?
2: <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: sorry. Yeah, go on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> was it him or was it... Oh, no, it was uh, the one who's now playing for Saracens, who's... Uh, oh, bollocks, what's his name? Oh, a similar level of averageness.
1: Well, well, second rower?
2: Yeah. Uh. Oh, what's his name? What's his name? Dominic Day.
1: Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Dom Day, yeah. Yeah, left Bath, didn't
2: he? Yeah, he left Bath and he went and played for Toyota Blitz and then played for the Rebels for a bit. And it's like, I love that shit. Yes. I love it when a player just goes fuck it, I'm going to go to Japan for you.
1: It must be a brilliant way of doing travelling, because you know you can go and get yeah. work, pretty well-paid work, can't you? And in Japan, yeah. you basically get your board and lodgings and a job at a factory and everything, that you don't have yeah. to turn up to.
2: Yeah. You, you know, think about all the countries. in the like. If you're a, a, a professional standard rugby player, you can go and get work in Ireland, France, anywhere in Britain, obviously. Australia. Uh, Australia, New Zealand. Japan. Japan, Argentina, America... Canada not bad like, is it it's not bad it's you know it's as a as a sort of and you know you can go South Africa and you well. might as well if, if you're
1: not you go. going to international games you might as well it's the best way to see it. It's like in a doctor or something. You can just take yeah, it anywhere.
2: Absolutely. Just go wherever you and fair play to anybody and fair play to Jeff Parlin for just going, you know, I could be third choice locker Exeter next, mm. next season, or I could just go to the Rebels, start every week, play Super Rugby, and just have a lovely time in Australia. And more paraton I'd fucking do that in a heartbeat.
1: Never been to Melbourne. Boring apparently, innit?
2: Um, I mean it's probably more exciting than like Exeter. It's
1: probably more exciting than Flint, where I live. So
2: it's definitely more exciting. Not Flint,
1: than Michigan. That's a very no. exciting place.
2: <laughs> yeah, but not in a good way. Have <laughs> you watched
1: Flint Town on Netflix? I have. Oh, it's blinding. Flinttown.
2: Good God, it's good. Isn't it good? Yes. Don't drink lead, kids. <laughs> um <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
1: Richest nation in the world, poison yeah. the water supply with lead. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, where were we?
2: Um you uh, might have learned uh, that, uh, ladies and uh, gentlemen, that yeah,
1: people who Flint yeah. can't drink the water. You can in Flint yeah. in North Wales, I do stress that. You can drink yes. the water
2: here. Yes, you can. Um, in other Super Rugby news, that Geordie Barrett guy, right? Yes. And also that Nangani Lumape guy. Yes. Handy. Jesus <laughs> Christ on a bike.
1: Who'd have thought that the Barretts could produce one even better than the, the original Barrett?
2: Yeah, I don't see how... Like, for starters, Lumape is probably the like most like physically devastating Kiwi centre I've seen since Marnanoo. Like he was yes. great against the Lions, we all saw that. He
1: looks a bit naive at times then. Yeah. yeah. But, but now, that's the thing, now he's, physical... street...
2: <laughs> now he's getting street now he's <laughs> getting streetwise with it hey, look, as well. We said
1: this before, Mar didn't have to pass for the first ten years of his career. Nope. So why should he bother nope. doing it either? You know
2: just... Absolutely not just fucking smash people. <laughs> and and then you look at Geordie Barrett and you just think he's actually too good for the all blacks to leave out now and that is a fucking conundrum and a half Isn't because it? who the hell do you drop do you drop like iwane no best w- <laughs> best winger in the world do you drop ben smith no best pullback in the world the point like,
1: is you have to drop ben smith though because how old is he now
2: he's not as old as you think because he he he's, he's always looked about 29 and he's been around forever I, yeah, I think he might be younger. than... Oh fuck me, he's thirty-one. He's older than I thought.
1: Still not that old though, is he? He's only got the three is, in
2: him. The problem is, he's still incredibly good. Yeah. Um. Ben from accounts, as they call him. Maybe. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> but then you have got Damian McKenzie. Excellent. He
1: played. Uh, did he play ten last week?
2: Uh, he's probably, at 10. yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, the they can all play anywhere. No, really fucking... when
1: you got Ben Smith, who's a normal size fullback, and you've got David yeah. McKenzie, a little tiny fullback, and you've got yeah. Jody J- 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 Barrett, who's uh, just, six, about seven so, foot yeah. tall.
2: Yeah, it was like a giant fullback, and then you, but then you, you know, you've got they, they've got more talent than their back line can actually fit in, which is just irritating more than anything. Well, was ever thus, though. I know, Apart from but it's like patches, all, all the sort of hand-wringing about, oh, player drain, oh, you know, what are we are going to do when all these players leave? There's fucking shit loads of them, lads. Don't worry about it. That's always the worst.
1: Exp- that's why I try to avoid watching Super Rugby New Zealand teams. I don't try to avoid it, but I, because it's depressing when I do watch it because you think, well... He's coming to the end of his career soon, and so is he. This could be a chink in their armour. Then you watch it, and you go, for fuck's sake. He oh, fuck wants like, a sense. Hurricanes yeah. game no. or something. Yeah, go, Who's this coming off the bench?
2: Oh, for yeah, fuck's absolutely. sake. Look how good he is, for oh,
1: Christ's sake. Yeah. Why is he so
2: good? <laughs> that Well, the textbook that, that Vince Asso try, I mean, Ooh. he's, like, second choice at the Hurricanes, and that's one of the best finishes I've ever seen. Could he do it again, he, He's basically he upside. But he probably could. He's upside down when he scores it. He's basically someone's doing a wrestling move on him. He's been
1: suplexed, and he still (laughs) manages to get the ball down.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so, oh well.
1: Yeah, well, that's what I learned from the weekend. Pro 14 refs, man. That's what I learned learned from the weekend.
2: (laughs) It's Taylor's oldest time, isn't it? Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, well, I was going to talk about his shit, but let's get out of the way now. Fuck it. That Munster versus Scarlet's game. Like you know Munster what? That. that
1: would that was, despite everything, a pretty decent game. There were a few maladroit yeah. bits, but actually, it was a decent, decent Fine. game.
2: But like, despite their that, ch-
1: their you know trying to ruin it at, all the time.
2: Yeah. Well, that's the thing. The ref, like, monster fans are complaining they've been robbed of a bonus point. Yes. Uh, and without doubt, that double movement thing is one of the worst decisions I've, I've ever seen in my life. Unbelievable.
1: <laughs> if you but, slow everything down to minus thirty-two, everything does not look like it's one movement. Clue. No. <laughs>
2: yeah yeah um but also, I thought that the um the try that did get awarded that was for an absolutely nailed on forward pass
1: was Oh, uh, enormous forward pass
2: yeah yeah, so i mean when you when these in the in a, in the grand you know these things even out over the course of the season well, kind that was of way, a classic I think one that, that was probably that, fair enough t-
1: you know why was a tMO interfering in something that's so not obvious as that double movement? He'd given yeah. it Mattrea, hadn't he? And the team was yeah. like, Oh, we need to have a look at like, look at what? But why is it yeah. Metraya saying, No, I've given it.
2: Yeah, it's fine. I was happy with it. I was nearer to it than you were. Go away. <laughs>
1: and if you wow. slow everything down, it everything looks like fucking robotics well, body popping.
2: In, well in the same in the same way that everything looks like a fucking you know, borderline GBH. In the tackle, when you slow it down massively, it's like <laughs> yes, yeah, too, yeah, all all tackles. Look, look at the like way his assault. head flies back. Yes, that's called yeah. tackling. Yeah, all tackles look like assault in super slow mo, and all movements. Well, of course, look off like a rugby movement.
1: pitch, all tackles would be assault. Yeah, that's the thing that's... that nobody seems to talk about. You know, yeah, if you did this at a bar, you get arrested. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that hasn't changed. But any yeah, and they were. I mean, God, there was a, the, the even though it was a, a fairly comfortable win for the Ospreys, it was, you know, the the Ospreys' lens to get it was a fucking shambolic refereeing performance again. Um, was it Lacey or yes. was it
1: John yeah. Lacey? Looks like he he's, he goes into a low low oxygen environment before he comes out, <laughs> and he can never quite recover. Like being an officer of gentleman when a bloke can't read the cards out and ends yeah. up going insane. That's like John John Lacey looks like he's two minutes away from doing that. <laughs>
2: And then, of course, there's uh, George Clancy somehow missing, like Dougie Fife getting like a Stone Cold stunnered in front of him, um, <laughs> literally in front of his face. <laughs> it was know. like a ne- it was a neck roll and a high tackle and a sort of you know an atomic. You've got to
1: admire play. it in a way. It's so it's brazen to get away really with that. You have to admire it.
2: It's, it's very impressive, but I mean, also not. But not in the same play well. Fair in the same like, way but... that. In the same way that we're not allowed to find, you know... Ambit, partly. Partly. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure we're not allowed to find no. Dougie Fife getting uh, atomic suplexed funny either. And yet.
1: <laughs> and yet, <and> yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I if, his, if history's taught us anything. yeah. Uh, the, um... <laughs> right, now, what else did I learn from the weekend? Last one from me. England's breakdown issues are not going to be solved when nobody yeah. in the Premiership... Premiership? It is Premiership. Yeah. Sorry, my head went there. Yeah, it is. I went to I went to Premier. I got Premier League and Premiership mixed up in my head. So that's the oh football God. pod, you see. Um no one in the premiership commits to the rooks anymore. No. No one's got any rook skill anymore. They're all just stood there.
2: No. And that's because they've basically all given up. Because they've realized there's no fucking money to be made in going for turnovers anymore. No value <laughs> to it, is there? Because of that stupid
1: in... fucking Fox reaction yeah. law.
2: Yeah. So now everybody just tries to do the whole hold him up in the tackle thing again. Unless you play so, against
1: a different kind of ref from a different hemisphere, they don't give a shit, and then you get burgled. Yeah, and
2: yeah. <laughs> then you can absolutely go to town. <laughs> but um, no, it's very true. It's, the, the turnover is an art that is dying on its arse, and the breakdown is an art that's dying on its arse as well, and it's very sad.
1: And then soon you will be able to tackle above the, above the belly button, and we'll have an entirely yeah. different podcast, but I'll we'll probably talk about films or something.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: We'll see, we'll see. Did we'll you learn see. anything else yeah. before you move
2: on? Uh, no, I think that's about all I learned, really.
1: Thank you very much.
0: This year, leaving certificate students have new choices via the CAO. Whether you're going straight into the world of work or exploring routes to third level, further education and training and apprenticeships offer you flexible, hands-on learning opportunities. The future is full of possibilities. Whatever your ambition, further education and training and apprenticeships can help take you there. Your future is what you make it. Learn more at cao.ie forward slash options. This is an initiative of the Government of Ireland. There's good birthday surprises, like when your friends throw you apart. And bad ones, like realising you're so old you can't blow out all your candles in one go. At PhoneWatch, we're celebrating 30 years of protecting Irish homes. And we've got a birthday surprise for you. For a very limited time, get a phone watch alarm installed for only €30. Yes, just €30. Offer ends November 30th, so order right away at phonewatch.ie. Monitoring fees apply.
1: What else did we learn from the weekend? Well, we learned there was an update on Shitwatch, didn't we? Oh, oh.
2: Oh, dragons. Oh.
1: (laughs) So the dragons played... They played The
2: Cheetahs, play the cheetahs uh, who have been good value at home, but have uh, struggled away from home, as you would expect from a team that, as I often remind you, have been playing rugby non-stop for over a year now and just must be fucking exhausted. Like, for all the talk of player welfare and player burnout, how those Cheetahs players are still going is absolutely beyond me. Like that they must just be dead. Like, do they not train? Do they just go and sit in ice no, baths? No, well, they like on a planes.
1: Why would you train when you're on a plane? That's a very
2: you? good point, yeah. They're, they're, they're icing themselves. the muscles are wasted events.
1: away, but I've watched every single
2: episode of House. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm on season eight of 24, and it's getting really good again. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just just... The dragons had seventy-two percent possession and sixty-six percent, uh, sorry, possession and seventy-two percent territory.
1: Can you imagine how much shit he's going to get when five games is the next season? it doesn't get doesn't look any better. It's
2: just the shit, yeah.
1: Because <laughs> they're just giving him a pass, aren't they, Jackman?
2: Massively so. I mean, they they missed they you know their tackles. Weren't,
1: they've got they, no money they, they, to sign anybody now,
2: have they? Well, they've signed they everybody, hybrid, haven't they? They've signed I mean, fucking everyone. They've signed bloody. They're presumably going to sign George North, or someone's going to sign George North. So I don't know. money
1: to do that. Well, the WRIU, with the contribution s- of the
2: Wru, Wru, yeah. Wru, and the Just Eat man, are both <laughs> you know <laughs> throwing there, yeah. throwing cash at it. But yeah, so they were. Win- you know, if the Dragons were actually winning against the Cheaters. Uh, at half Didn't time. you make
1: a comment about the Just Eat man and that the chair of Pontypool said that you'd done the stupidest tweet about Welsh rugby in the history of tweeting about Welsh
2: rugby? I, I I pointed out <laughs> that uh, that the Just Eat man was a, a big Tory donor, and I wondered how that would go down with the average, you know, Newport massive, man. Yeah, <laughs> the average Newport man, given that they've returned all Labour candidates since forever they were forever since the labor party red was rose out event. on a pig country yeah yes and so i kind of playfully think that that might that'll probably go down really well that their rugby thing is and and yeah apparently i was this that was the stupidest <laughs> tweet ever but you know i've done will way you stupid. never learn i've done way stupider tweets than that that's the thing i've done so many stupider tweets than that but anyway but, uh, they lost they Again. did, yeah. They were winning at half time, and they somehow turned that against, you know, against the chronically tired cheaters. They somehow turned that into a bonus point loss because, of course, they did. Two wins in the Pro Fourteen all season now for the Dragons, and not one since I think October, something like that.
1: Yeah, I remember they won a couple of games early on, and they started yeah. playing rugby. that was quite nice. I went, oh well, here we go, and then it all just yeah. it all just basically fell off the side of a cliff.
2: It's. That that is as you say, and the like carrying Jack- bits of get... it
1: back up one at a time by donkey, and it's basically just not not getting any better.
2: <laughs> yeah, Jackman's getting a, a pass at the moment, but ha- yeah, when they've got Ross Moriarty and Richard Hibbard and presumably George North, and they must uh, surely
1: get better. This could be a terrible move for Ross Moriarty, by the way. I've, if got, I've got a really bad feeling.
2: If they don't get, if they, you know, if we're five games into the season and they're getting dicked like this bernard jackman is going to find himself out of fun and out of favor they should go for steven myler they, Have they got any de- money
1: for Stephen myler because he'd be a great fucking signing for them
2: he would i tell you i'm almost certain is going to sign steven myler bristol yeah <laughs> massively so because <laughs> what he
1: and madigan haven't they
2: and... yeah and that's about it <laughs> um They've got, no, that's not true. They've got Matt Prothero and they've got Callum Sheedy as well, who are both good young fly-offs. But Pat Lamb ain't no fucking. This ain't his first rodeo. <laughs> he, is, he is not entrusting premiership survival to 20-year-old Callum Sheedy, is he? No. Or, you know, a chronically iffy Ian Madigan either. He's going to want the safe pair of hands of Stephen Myler to come on after 60 minutes and hopefully. Steer the game to its conclusion. Yes. So anyway. So, so yes. So, so the dragons. Uh, dragons once lost the game. again, and yeah, it looks like the they're game. carrying it to the end of the season. The challenged cup is unlikely to go anywhere anytime soon. And what are their remaining games this season? Let me I'm have a look. Play Ospreys at some point. Uh, no, we have got to play the Blues. I All think. Let's have a look fixtures. Maybe we have. No, so they have got three games left. Oh, they've got Treviso away. Mm. Mm-hmm. It could return then, to its original home. Then they've got Zebra away.
1: I still wouldn't bet and... against one in those.
2: No, neither would I. <laughs> and then they've got Scarlet's at home to finish on the last game. Uh, judgment Day, that is. So uh it's not looking good this. Well,
1: this is it till September. Lock yourselves in,
2: Dragons fans. A- I'm sorry. Once again, they you know, they held the they held the CPC RIP. Um always in our hearts. Um they held that over a summer and basically became the longest tenured holders and now here we are again. you see there
1: is def- science doesn't lie does it as much as it's a stupid thing this shit watch trophy into whatever guide it's in guys it's in it, it does actually tell us some truths eventually I think
2: it, I think it's, it's a really great signifier of who are the what is the most futile team in the world <laughs> and it might well be the dragons
1: you might as well have this trophy and love it guys Anyway, yeah, that it. was Shitwatch. Moving on, we finish, as we always do, on shit good ratings.
2: Yes. What
1: are we doing first?
2: Uh, I haven't got many shits, so uh, should we just start with those? Go. Uh, George Ford was addicted to throwing the ball to the other teams, like the opposition 22 <laughs> yesterday. I wish like, I could find just... a way of quitting you. <laughs> if if he'd just been like 2% more composed on any one of those con- occasions, like he wouldn't they wouldn't have needed to balls up a kick into touch in order to sneak a one-point win. You know, It's he was playing like a pound shop Danny Cipriani. Speaking of which, <laughs> also, also in my shit, honestly, I mean, that guy... Like, for all of the people saying he should play for England again, he fucking shouldn't. Live in the now. Live in the... the yeah, his entire day was summed up by with, like, 79 minutes on the clock and wasps attacking from underneath their own posts. (laughs) Cipriani. Posts! Um, (laughs) um, He attempted one of the worst attempts at a chip over the top that I've ever seen. That instead of just going over the defensive line, basically went all the way out to his, at the end of his own 22, at which point Zee Savino picked it up and very nearly scored on his own just by running in a straight line. And it was just... He's so... Sh- like, I don't fucking get it. I've never really got it with Danny Cipriani, but he is a fucking liability. It's the longing for a running fly-half thing, isn't it? Yes. You know, it's the, um, the
1: longing for, for somebody looks like they're doing a good job.
2: yeah. And that's the thing. I think sometimes when he is passing, he can look like you wish a fly half. Well, oh, he can looks.
1: be. And, and if you give him twenty minutes to come on and do something, and he's he's making it work, it can work. Especially, I think he's quite good coming on at fullback and things like that. But
2: yeah,
1: he's um. But you know, you couldn't, you'd never trust him to run an international no. team from ten. And no. you could argue to say, well, yeah, but if somebody had given him that responsibility, maybe he would be. I a better trust... player, but why? Why would he be when he's been given that responsibility, and it still just comes in flashes at club level? You know, you're not going to I just suddenly find you. But very few people no. save their best form for international rugby. Very few. No,
2: no, I wouldn't trust him to fucking run one of those program selling stalls outside of an international rugby match. <laughs> let alone fucking be a starting ten for England. It's like, it's like they've looked at George Ford and gone, "What we need is somebody even more erratic than that guy." No. <laughs> no. Like, uh, yes. Under no circumstances should Jimmy go not 10. about that game? 10? Yes.
1: Adam a uh, friend of the pod, got in touch and said, shit was Leicester versus Wasps, like two drunks fighting over cold chips while biased commentators claim it to be a
2: fight worthy of oh Robinson versus Jake LaMotta. I mean, I tell you what, it was quite compelling. Yes. In the, Lots of teams. games are, yeah. Yeah, both teams were really determined to smash themselves in the bollocks. <laughs> And neither, you know, if either side had shown like a tiny bit of composure or a tiny bit of competency on attack, they would have won the game. As it was, both teams just fucking shat the bed at every opportunity, and so it got quite tense and quite, in the sort of sense that games where there's a lot of incompetency, they can get quite engaging and enthralling yeah. by the end because you kind of want to see who's going well, to fuck up next
1: sport is often about drama isn't it Yes, that's what and makes it, us watch and the fact and it miss- was dramatic mean, meant it was worth watching yeah but don't pretend choice. you're watching a quality product by yeah, the way somebody,
2: i think somebody whoever was on call for vt at the end said i was one of the games of the season and i was literally you were sat in my living room like well, what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> that, if that was one of the games of the season I dread to think what the rest of them were
1: I'm not saying it, it was a terrible just, thing to watch because it, was you, a it good keeps thing you watching watch watch. to the end because you want to see who wins yeah. but it's still it a, as a sucks. spectacle as a kind of a spectac- a it was a delivery just, of sporting quality it's yeah
2: a... it was just there was a bit of drama at the end that's it Le- Le- Leicester came back well it was a it was a bang average game with a mildly exciting conclusion
1: what else have I got shit for me was Ian Keatley is back I think that's good though The shit Ian Keatley is back But it's good because now I understand it again
2: Yes, the the Ian Keatley that makes sense in this reality has returned He was
1: alright for the last 20 minutes actually But for most of that game he was all over the fucking shop
2: Brilliant, I mean not brilliant for him or for Munster fans obviously But I work much better in a world (laughs) where Ian Keatley is a fucking liability And I found it deeply disturbing over the last 18 months Where he's actually looked very good indeed
1: (laughs) Yes, so I can start doing the jokes and stuff again now on Twitter. That's what
2: yeah, I it's easier, it's more fun. When things are shit, it's easier for comedy. You might have noticed this. <laughs> yes, indeed. And so it's it's much more fun when things are bad.
1: Speaking of shit, Tweedy got in top and it totally let me, and we've already mentioned it, but I will mention it again. The Super Rugby Instagram account getting the score the wrong way around. Sun <laughs> 61, Chiefs 10. And he said, you know, waking up to that on a Saturday morning and then going, oh my I was God, and then, yeah.
2: They liked I, 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 I... For a brief second, until I kind of realised what was going on, <laughs> I really, really did think, oh my God, the sun Sunwolves have battered the Chiefs and everything is weird and we live in opposite world.
1: <laughs> Am I dreaming? Am I still asleep? <laughs> <laughs> Please let me never wake up. Yes. What have we got here? Darren Ruddy got in touch on Twitter, Sean of the Fuzz, and he said that shit or good is not being able to not being able to decide whether Marwatoji's sleepy time celebration is a devastating critique of lazy punditry, or being hoisted by his own petard for not actually being tied during the Six Nations, so therefore just being a bit crap.
2: Yeah, he's kind of fucked himself there, isn't he? <laughs> because he looked full of beans all of a sudden, whereas he looked knackered against Ireland. So a either week off, didn't he? well, either yeah, you know, I do love in... Maro He's
1: knackered. They're coming back from the clubs, knackered. No, he isn't. No, he's fine. <laughs> he's absolutely fine. How dare you? <laughs> Mari told you I'm not tired. How dare you? I'm tired. I'm fine. So, That's yeah.
2: the thing. It's, it's 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 yeah. I I I don't really get.
1: It was quite what funny was though. By it was funny.
2: Yeah. yeah. It was a weekend of two good celebrations. That's probably it. That's probably two more good celebrations than we've had. The rest it's not of the a big season, thing either, so. is it? So nobody's dabbing this year, so Oh god. <laughs> what else? Or have we got? Play. Uh, have you got Uh well. Um I the only shits I have from is from Twitter, Tom Dare for uh, frequent flyer with us. Mm. Uh Johnny May's tackle technique. So bad it makes his work as a flanker look good. Which uh yeah. We don't call him the the
1: inexplicable chopsticks for nothing on this pod. (laughs) I do love him, though. He's bonkers.
0: Everything about him, apart
1: from the fact that he's rapidly quick, everything else about him suggests he should not be a rugby player
2: at all. No, no. And and the fact is... I genuinely think if he ran the hurdles, he'd just run into the hurdles and fall over.
1: I genuinely believe that would be the case. He wouldn't be able to understand what was going on. No.
2: But at the end of the day, like... He's weirdly effective, isn't he? Of course and he even is. when he's, And even when he's running, like, sideways, and you know it's going absolutely nowhere, <laughs> I'm still kind of, like, entertained by it. You know?
1: You know, it's dynamic, isn't it? It's like watching, yeah. I don't know, it's like watching something roll across the floor. One of them marble track things.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> anyway, what have we got? So we've got here, uh, Donor got uh, in touch on Twitter. He said... uh I expect the shit TMO at Monster versus Scarlet would evoke some dis- evoke some dismay, yes, and, and more games than that as well. You are correct. Uh, and Colin McBride got in touch and said shit is Ulster. Fuck me, they are horrifically bad. Especially the forwards. <laughs> at least three of those forwards would be bang average in an all Ireland club league game. <laughs> Colin, I see, dark tunnel. See, Colin's showing yeah. me exactly yeah. what it's yeah. correct.
2: Slow mo car crash is is, is, is r- real. Uh, also, shit from uh, Paul Simmons on Twitter: shit is Nick Kennedy being uh, pushed out with London Irish. Um, if you sign his director, rugby, uh, a young you sign up to a young director of rugby cutting his teeth, then you've got to support him. I think that's fair enough. That I is think.
1: fair enough. But they did actually apparently got uh, said, do you want to stay? And it was like, well, <laughs> we've got we've got Declan Kidney and Les and and to Les do the big couple. jobs. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you want to stay? Well, what yeah. exactly am I going to be fucking doing? Oh, yeah. well, I don't know.
2: Yeah, we've got a man who looks like he should be a uh, a celebrity chef, and um, a man who looks like a testicle <laughs> to come in and be your new bosses. So,
1: do you still want to keep a job? What what job are you offering me? Um,
2: yeah.
1: um, Nick Kennedy, former London Irish player, hanging around the squad basically. Yeah,
2: just 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 being there, you know. He's just, young just enough out. though. He's, you know, yeah. he, Well, the thing I is, I mean, see, he I had think a he's... fucking hell of a job to do there, didn't he? Anybody yeah, well, would have struggled. He, he, you know, he got him promoted at the first time of asking in his first season as director of rugby. You know, they gave it a good fist. To be honest with you, they did sign. They spent a fucking hell of a lot of money signing a lot of players, but it's hard to be the team coming up in the Premiership. You know, especially when all the teams around you are spending loads of fucking money as well. It's the same problem Bristol are going to have next year. You know, they can spend all the money that they want, but Worcester are spending shitloads of money. (laughs) Look how that's going. Well, yeah. (laughs) But, you know, everyone's spent, you know, the Prem is flush with cash at the moment. Everyone's got loads of money to spend. And if you get a team like Newcastle all of a sudden turn around and starting to look like they could be a top-four contender, then all of a sudden you've got big teams with big names Mm at the bottom end of the table, and someone's got to be the odd person out.
1: And it's probably going to be Northampton. Moving on. Wow. Um, so, <laughs> yes. So what else have we got? No, that's probably does us on shit, doesn't it? Let's move yeah, on that's too, too good. Too good. Can I just... What <laughs> I watched the rerun of the Monster Scarlet game on S4C on Saturday morning, because I was up first, and I put the English commentary on, and the English colour comment well he's Welsh but the English language commentator was Nick McLeod
2: oh yes yes former I Cardiff remember I remember him well yeah.
1: anyway he accidentally called uh, the Munster fullback who's off to France Simon Zero <clears throat> which I think kind of summed everything up really oh so, you know, they're missing Simon Zero I was like, oh, that's brilliant How have I not thought of that before that's amazing
2: <laughs> he can talk <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, indeed. Oh, the commentary was so bad. I mean, when you think about the pecking order of commentary, the red it's, button English language and S4C must like,
2: be really down there. Well, honestly, I, I'm not touting us for jobs, but you and I, or to be honest with you, most of our listeners could do better, except we haven't had an incredibly unremarkable club career for Cardiff, <laughs> Sharks and the Dragons. So we, we nobody, nobody gets a look in. It's like, for God's sake, stop giving... But like I understand giving Lawrence Delalio a job, yes, quite, or Brian O'Driscoll a job, you know, or Shane Williams a job even, but don't give Nick McLeod a job,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know. The whole it was just they were like trying to do banter with each other. It was just it was awful. Mm. Watching the Channel Five highlights with uh, Flatman and Ben K It wasn't Ben Kay, was it? It's was Flatman and oh, uh, Paul Grayson. Yes. Again, the banter quotient was creeping too high. I like Flatman, yeah. but it's, it all gets a bit too banterous. What else have we got us good? What have you got us good?
2: Uh, I got, Ellis Genge was very good. Yes. Um, when he came on for Leicester in that second half. Absolute menace. Like, absolutely mashed the scrum. Was his usual absolute handful with the ball in hand and smashed everyone that came near him in defence as well. It was a good... Kieran Brooks was very good for Saints in a losing course Neverland. on the weekend as well.
1: Yeah, you know it was, was a thing.
2: <laughs> it was a good weekend to be a young English prop, to be honest, which is probably a good thing given that Eddie Jones surely has to take some not Dan Cole-shaped people to <laughs> to uh, wherever the fuck they're going to South Africa on the summer. But yeah, he was very good. Pretty much turned the game on his own, really.
1: Uh, Robin Copeland, who we spoke about the other week, yes, was excellent. Yeah
2: really good a rem- so good. Rem- after you saying rem- oh well, it didn't
1: quite work out he was, gone, no, he, was a uh, monster. A reminder, he was a reminder
2: everywhere. of what a fucking brilliant player he is when he's fit <laughs> and firing and, and yeah like different planet down altogether a, he's been down a black hole for like five years uh and to, you know speaking of london irish they haven't had a very good season but uh one very good thing was josh mcnally the uh Irish flanker, who had a stroke yes. in October, made his uh, try score in return for Irish on the weekend. So, yeah, a little... Welcome back. Indeed. Um, Speaking of welcome back,
1: although he's never gone away, yes. but it feels like he's been welcome back, uh, the Midlothian weeble that is Duncan Weir was back this weekend.
2: <laughs> he was. And as Paul Jeffries
1: pointed out on Twitter, good is Edinburgh's newfound capacity to win games. They have absolutely no right to. They've recently yeah. been, beaten Ulster, Munster, Leinster and Connacht with two of those wins coming from last-minute Super Duncan
2: interventions. (laughs) I love that. It's, I mean, the worrying thing for Bristol and for all the other teams at the bottom of the Premiership is that Duncan Weir will be playing for Worcester next season. So, I mean, (laughs) he's just going to be last-minute winner in all over the place.
1: He's just amazing.
2: Uh, I was about to tell you that Good, and I can't believe I'm saying this... uh, (laughs) It's uh, is is Jared Evans. Start. Like, yes. Quietly. Cardiff probably,
1: number 10, Jared Evans. Yeah,
2: quietly. Probably the best like attacking 10 in Wales this year. And he was very, very good against He's Ulster.
1: Absolutely uh, bobbins uh, against Treviso, though, wasn't
2: he? Absolutely. People are saying, oh, he should be in with a whale shout. He fucking shouldn't. He is not ten. You know quality. why? Because He's lots of
1: people who watch rugby in Wales are really fucking stupid. They see that. somebody who jinx and moves a bit and they go, oh, yes. Yes, well, that's what we do. In the need. same way that because we're it's sort of 1977 op- all over again.
2: Hoping for a, like Cipriani is the sort of dream of the running ten. As soon as anybody,
1: yeah, with, exactly.
2: From anybody in Wales does a sidestep in the ten channel, and all of a sudden they're Barry John again. But uh, I think I've mentioned yeah. this
1: before, but Neil Jenkins goes mad about it in his biography. He says you know nobody really trusted me because I basically wasn't a jinker.
2: Yeah. And that's why they, they wanted, wanted Jon- Arwell, you know. They wanted, yeah, they wanted Dondi. Arwell or they wanted Jonathan Davies. When Jiffy you know came back
1: and basically, in his, in his book, Neil Jenkins just says, there's no way he was playing well enough to start for Wales. But he was Jiffy no. and he was back yeah. and that was the end yeah. of
2: it. Yeah. yeah. Speaking anyway. of Welsh players who do deserve to play Test Rugby, okay. on the other hand, Alan Wyn jones how does he keep being <laughs> this good every week? Seven days after he plays an 80-minute fucking street fight of a Test match against France... He plays 80 minutes for the Ospreys against Leicester, uh, Leinster rather, and was just just I think his he's, he's horrible, like a, brilliant self.
1: He's like a reverse Sansom. The more hair he loses, the stronger he gets.
2: <laughs> he was there, 78 minutes on the clock, chasing after a damn bigger up and under, scragging the ball carrier, <laughs> holding him up and winning the turnover. He's 32 years old and he's played 78 minutes of a match. He's, he's a machine. monster. Yeah. Lawrence
1: Hooper got in touch on Twitter. He said, Good was, to my surprise, Kings versus Benetton. Really? Benetton wow. looked like a strong team focused on an away win, but Kings kept getting back in the game with slick counter-attacks. Small crowd raised the roof at every home score. And the pro, the pro 14 has come a long way since the days of the Border Reavers, says Lawrence. It certainly has that. I can definitely well, say that the Kings are further away than the Border Reavers.
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah, geographically. Geographically, but way. maybe yeah. not in spirit. But yeah, it's a... <laughs> Um,
1: Paul Jones think... got in touch and said good was Vince also's tryout which we've already mentioned yes, yes. and he said shit was Aaron Smith haircut in the same it's a standard Paul you don't have to tell us that That's anymore yes. it's a standard agenda item,
2: item. It's absolute standing item um, speaking of super rugby actually uh, Tyler Ardern former Ospreys uh, flanker yeah. has come lock first start for the Chiefs promptly demonstrated why the Ospreys are fucking insane to let him leave <laughs> and also not play him for large portions of last season when he decided he would leave um 104 metres on five carries from Strong. the back row. Yeah, and a try. Oh my god, that's massive, good. massive mistake. Jack. Ooh, I'll, tell you, oh, I'll tell you who's good. Chris Bloody Ashton's good. <laughs> Isn't he just? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we said he'd go to the top 14 and he'd just score a fucking hat load of tries because, of course, he would. And lo and behold, he equaled the top 14 try scoring record.
1: The knack, don't they? Yeah.
2: Yeah, tw- twenty-one tries on the season when Toulon nilled Clermont on the weekend, and absolutely it was forty-nine nil.
1: Hasn't he got four games now to break the record? Yeah, Which is like one more try or two more tries.
2: It's one more try. He's equaled it. Yeah. Try. Oh yeah. So, of course. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And the um, yes, yeah. amazing. Speaking of wingers and good things, did you see Hugo Monier's drop goal?
2: I did actually. Fair play. Fair play.
1: Microphone interested. in his hand, wearing yeah. proper like going out shoes. Yeah. He's got, he's got form for this, though, because was, there was a game back in the autumn when he threw the ball out of the commentary box and it bounced off Dave Ward's head.
2: Yes, which was fucking hilarious. <laughs> which like is hilarious. Lad. I mean, he might be whoop-whoop, Harlequins, whoop-whoop.
1: Harlequins, <laughs> whoop-whoop, yeah.
2: But he's, he's, he's a skillful lad. He's Fair a skillful lad. Him.
1: He can skateboard. <laughs> you know, he can do everything.
2: Everything. Anything you want.
1: Good. Jack Hurst got in touch on Twitter. Hello, Jack. He, can, he got through to us at Blood and & Mud, and he said, Good, has to be the clear and obvious man love between Todd Blackadder and Rob Baxter in the post-match interviews. A lot of respect going on.
2: Fair play. Fair dues. Baxter, a fucking mess, by the way. I think it's a...
1: <laughs> well, this week they are. You never know, do you? Their home <laughs> he must form's just be just,
2: so just shocking. He must just be so frustrated, because... This is clearly not what he's telling them to do.
1: <laughs> the video debrief. I didn't tell you to do that. I didn't tell you to do that.
2: Definitely I definitely did tell you to do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, pause it there. Can anybody explain to me why you keep doing those yeah. things? Uh, I,
2: I'm not, I did tell you to do that, but I definitely told you not to do it then. Yeah, yeah it's... <laughs> But obviously, with a New Zealand accent. Um,
1: yeah, I can't do them yeah. too hard. My son
2: <clears throat> no. can do a brilliant New Zealand accent really, really it's weirdly. The, that's, yeah. that's the, it's the most of it, isn't there?
1: Because it? Because you just slide into South African or Australian. It's impossible yeah. to do one.
2: I mean, you can do certain words, but like, yeah, yeah doing, doing a full sentence is hard.
1: I'm going to get him on one week just to do his New Zealand accent. <laughs>
2: <clears throat> well, we just, every time we need to do a New Zealand coach or player. I'll give, yeah, yeah, I'll give him a script, yeah, that's true. Yeah, a script. Or I can do one,
1: on. one of those like stories I do involving Todd Blackadder or something. And yeah. you have to do the Todd Blackadder role.
2: Yeah. These are, do Todd these Blackadder things.
1: talking to Steve Diamond. It'd be perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah,
2: I mean, generally when I was growing up and my father wanted me to do something that I didn't he was generally like DIY or painting the fence or yes. something. Not can you come on and, and be a guest actor on my podcast? Because you do a good New Zealand yeah. accent. Take twenty
1: four. Now for the last fucking time, I've told you. <laughs> Yeah. And they Stop, crying. Stop crying. Stop yeah. crying. Make sure you do it properly <laughs> this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, any of you got any more good? No. <laughs> <laughs> no I'm just <laughs> hysterical with it all.
2: Yeah, I think we've we've.
1: Thank you, everybody, yeah. for tuning
2: in once again. It felt a funny one this week. I this penis quite. I'm wondering if it's because I'm quite tired. But, uh, is it tired? Yeah. yeah see, it's because we're yeah, tired. Yeah. Like England maybe. cricket,
1: they were tired. England rugby yeah. tired.
2: Yeah. is <laughs> not tired. Though, He's not, not tired. Possible, no, everybody no.
1: else is tired. Yeah. Dragons are tired. Oh, so very so very tired.
2: <laughs> not as tired as the cheaters, but you know. <laughs>
1: not as tired as a, not as tired as the Sun They must be so tired. The oh, God! All the time. So very very <laughs> they've,
2: tired. They've watched literally every anime that's ever been made. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's a and cultural stereotype, but hey. Anyway. Thank you, On Josh. On that bombshell.
1: <laughs> On that bombshell. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you all next week. Thank you very Take much. Take care, everybody.
0: There's good birthday surprises, like when your friends throw you a party. And bad ones, like realising you're so old you can't blow out all your candles in one go. At PhoneWatch, we're celebrating 30 years of protecting Irish homes. And we've got a birthday surprise for you. For a very limited time, get a PhoneWatch alarm installed for only 30 euro. Yes, just 30 euro. Offer ends November 30th, so order right away at PhoneWatch.ie. Monitoring fees apply. Sports Social Podcast Network